The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Inside Out with your host, Beth Green. This is James Maynard, your co-host. Today's topic, what are you waiting for? How much of your life do you spend waiting versus living, and why? Sure, we all have things to look forward to, but do you ever feel that you're actually waiting for your life to begin? Are you waiting first to buy the house, get a job, or meet, marry, or divorce a guy, and then your life will begin? Are you waiting for a baby to be born, or for your kids to leave home, or to finish school so that your life can begin? Are you waiting to get up the guts to make a change? And are you waiting for something to give you those guts? to get more secure at your work, or save enough money to take a chance. Oh, I've done that a lot. (laughs) If you feel like you're waiting for your life to begin, you're not alone. In fact, most of us feel that way on some level, some time. But for some of us, waiting seems to be a permanent state. Don't wait anymore. So stay tuned and call in or email and ask Beth to help you stop waiting and start living. And join the post-show forum where you can find it on uh, the host page for Beth Green, and you'll see a link on the right for the post-show forum to continue the conversation. And now, here's Beth from the Inside Out. Hi, everybody. I feel really happy today. Uh, maybe it's because I'm not waiting for anything. Uh, I had an experience. Um, I was, uh, I'm trying to put together a panel on climate change that we're going to be doing as a special for Voice America. And so my co-host for that particular uh, special is Dr. Grant Dean, who you may have heard me interview in the past. because He's a scientist. Um, and Grant is in the Arctic, imagine that, uh, doing research. Brr. And uh, he's, because he's out of town, sometimes I feel like, oh, I can't do this till I talk to him. I can't do that till I talk to him. And I just like the last day or two, I said, what am I waiting for? Grant is busy slipping around on the ice. I better get started trying to pull this thing together. And I feel so happy. And there are a lot of things like that lately that I'm just going for it. And I would like to say, before I go further with this, can I just take a one-minute break to talk about our last show. Our last show was about intimacy, and it was so incredible. So many people were really challenged about really looking about whether they wanted intimacy, which means self-revelation and really being honest and showing who you are, or admiration. And as much as so many of us think that we're advanced spiritually or we're psychologically astute or whatever, it's shocking to see how much we are hiding. Either we're hiding about ourselves or we're hiding about how we feel about our partner or our friend or whoever we're having an intimate relationship with. Well, if you haven't listened to it yet, do tune in. You can listen to the podcast. But we got a message from Helen And she said, I got a lot from this show, Beth and James. I really appreciated the very intimate sharing that James offered. I am inspired. And I want to tell you something. This is, that was the end. This is me again. I want to tell you something. 
one of the issues that comes up for people around calling into the show is they don't want to reveal themselves. It's like, oh my God, you know what happens when somebody calls into the show. Beth doesn't just listen to them. She asks them probing questions or she says, this is what I see. And, you know, I'm exposed in front of all these people. Well, forget about it. Don't worry. We're practicing being intimate. You can hide behind your phone and still call and be intimate with all kinds of people. So I love it, and I hope that you will be inspired to do that. So what I have to say about it is if you've been thinking about Inside Out, about calling in or participating in some way, what are we going to say about it today? Don't wait. What are you waiting for? Right? Right. So, right. You better say right, James. Why are you waiting to say right? <laughs> so I want to say something about this waiting for the life to begin. I mean that literally. When I was young, I felt so unhappy. I felt so unfulfilled, so unrelated to, so unrelatable. Uh, there was always, well, wait till I get out of elementary school. Out of junior high, out of high school, out of college, uh, wait till this, wait till I meet a guy, wait till, and you know, I had the most extraordinary experience very recently, because when I say I, I felt like I was waiting for my life to begin, I mean that. I mean, I really felt like this was all the preamble to something wonderful that was going to happen later, right? And it was always later. And it was going to be wonderful. I couldn't bear the idea that this was it, that this was the life that I was going to have. So it's rather than saying, oh, I'm never going to have a life that where I'm happy or fulfilled, whatever it is, or people are going to listen, or I'm going to have enough economic security, or which, of course, we have none, or whatever it is that I was waiting for, and then I'll be happy, or I'll really feel fulfilled, or I'll be able to do something, or I'll feel self-realized. The other day, I realized for the first time that I am no longer waiting for my life to begin. I'm 69 years old, guys. Don't wait till then. Now, I'm waiting for my life to end. What do you think of that? I got to the pinnacle of life I'm enjoying, and it's like, oh, my God, next stop is disability, death, uh, decay. So, (laughs) I think that's kind of funny, don't you? Do you think that's funny, James? I think that's hilarious. I, I'm glad to think that, that you think that. So anyway, people are, I've heard it, this show was actually inspired by one of our listeners. She was talking about, this was after the show, uh, she contacted me. And uh, we have this wonderful forum about Inside Out where people get on the phone and they talk about the show on Thursday mornings, Pacific time at 6 to 7 a.m. But you can call in, you know, if you're on the East Coast, that makes it 9 and anything in between. And there's also a post-show forum that's happening on a blog. And you can get all of this on the website, bethgreen.org. So she was talking about how... um, she felt like she couldn't do certain things at work because she didn't have the clout. And she's pretty high up in that company. So we started joking about what was she waiting for? Is, was she ever going to have enough clout to take that chance? Was she ever going to be secure enough? Was she ever going to have enough money in the bank 
for her to, and she said, no, it's ridiculous. I'm already, you know, a senior executive here or some kind of executive. And she said, I'm not going to wait anymore. And that was what inspired this show. So if you're noticing that you're having that anxiety that, oh, I have to, when I have a baby, I'm going to be fulfilled. Or when I meet a guy, I'm going to be happy. And you have, are sitting in a cesspool of unhappiness in the meantime. My goodness, call into our show today. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about why we do that. So I'd like to start with James, who happens to be here. And I don't have to wait for him. And by the way... I am so that, so guilty of this, that before we moved into this house, we had been going from pillar to post, and I thought I was going to die waiting for us to sell our house in California and find a home in Oregon. I think it took us eight months, and that whole time, I just felt so miserable, and I wish that I could do that differently. But I wasn't able to do it at the time. So I'm going to tell you something. There are times when something is amiss in your life and you are in that feeling that, oh my God, I can't relax until I get to my own home or I can't be happy until I stop drowning. You know, I'm in the ocean glugging on, you know, on the ocean water and I think I'm going to die here. I can't wait to get out. I mean, there are moments when that feeling is really intense. When it feels like our survival is at stake and we just can't wait for something to change so we don't feel that way anymore. But there aren't that many occasions that we can justify that stance because honestly, I've said to myself so many times, today may be the best day of my life. I can't wait for my husband to be different or for me to be different or for life to be different, to be happy. I could be waiting forever. So let's get down and start talking about this because you have a lot at stake taking on this challenge. So, James, what are you waiting for? Hmm, interesting question. Uh. Well, like yourself, I'm feeling pretty content with life right now. I mean, we have created and co-created the things that really, really work for us that bring us a lot of happiness and fulfillment. So as as you asked me that question now, it would have been easier to answer, you know, earlier on when I was waiting for something. Uh, What am I waiting for now? Uh, Yeah. Well, I want to get in gear uh, with my music more uh, and... I'm waiting for this stuff to get set up, but I'm not letting that hold me back. I'm going ahead and uh, recording songs that come to me uh, right right into my smartphone. I have a recording device. Well, I'm going to tell you something, James. Uh, You're not exactly on the right track. We're going to come back to you, but right now we have three callers who aren't waiting. Good. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you. I want you to go back and meditate on the question of what you're waiting for. And okay. we are gonna bring on first Irene from California. Hi there, Beth and James. I am sitting on the beach in uh Oceanside and I'm tired of waiting. Um I'm seventy seven and I've just <laughs> begun 
being real with the people I live with. And, um, you know, I, I think I've been waiting for somebody else to do it for me. Yes. And I finally uh, left a roommate where I didn't feel safe. I've moved in to a uh, living with a roommate that I feel safe with. And all kinds of things are coming up that I um, need to talk to her about. And it feels so, I don't know, kind of exciting to, even though I know it means I've screwed up and I need to tell her I screwed up, <laughs> to have the freedom of not waiting and getting things cleaned up. You know, I'm so glad safe. I, yeah, Irene, I'd, li- I'd like to make a comment right away on what you yes. said. Um, I think what you're doing is you're making that distinction where I'm saying you really, sometimes you really are waiting. Yes. And sometimes you're not, you don't need to wait at all. You needed to be in a different situation for this part of you to open up. And that was the life or death struggle. This is, I'm not saying anything negative about the person you were with before, but there's right. something about the chemistry you have with this new living situation. And until you got into it, you didn't have whatever it took to open your mouth and get real. You didn't have the courage. You didn't have the opportunity, whatever. It doesn't even matter what in this case. So I'm really glad you called because you have been an example right here of somebody who actually had to wait for something. But you weren't waiting Uh, while you uh, were waiting. You were taking the action when you finally realized you needed to move. You didn't wait. You took the action to change the circumstances that allowed you to quit waiting, and I say bravo. Oh, that is so nice to hear. That <laughs> is so nice to hear. You well, know, great. I love that. I love great. that. Great, great. So sometimes so our waiting is productive. Yeah, absolutely. So to, you know, it's like waiting. I'm here at the beach because my daughter is surfing, and it's like waiting for the waves to be there so you can hook your boat to it and that's right or your board to it and go that's right well but even then you're not waiting you you know it when you're waiting is when you wait for someone else to do it but the kind of good Uh, waiting that you're talking about is when you're realizing that something needs to change and you start taking the action to change it and that's not waiting now you may have to wait for the month it's like being pregnant you know, there's nothing you can yeah. do. You're going to sit there for nine months whether you like it or not, okay? But you're in the process. You're learning. You're growing. You're preparing the house. You're not really waiting. I have to go on because we've got three other callers already, four other callers Great. on the line. So thanks okay. so much for calling. Thank you. And now we have Helen from California also. Hi. Hi. I think the the major pattern that I've had in my life is, well, not waiting at all when I should have. <laughs> you kind of touched on in your last uh, caller, but I think when I was conscious enough to even give any kind of consideration at all to what I was doing and not just acting impulsively, that I was waiting to feel secure, waiting to feel ready, waiting to feel prepared waiting to feel relaxed yes. instead, of, instead of knowing it's right and just doing it. Yes. 
Yes, knowing it's right and just doing it. And how often do we not let ourselves know that something is, a, is right so that we won't do it? Those right. of us who are in miserable relationships, which we know we should end because they are not permeable, they are not transformable, they're stuck. Those of us who are sitting in those relationships waiting for our partner to change are kidding ourselves. We're just avoiding taking the action that we need to to make the difference in our lives. So we're waiting for someone else or fate to change things for us, like Irene was saying. And yet, when we do that, we're perma- it feels like we're permanently at the bottom of a well. Yeah. And we think we're, trying, we're protecting ourselves because we think that whatever we're afraid to do, that that fear or that bad outcome somehow is going to be worse than the situation we're already in. Like uh, being afraid to, waiting to be real. Well, how could it ever feel good to be pretending or to be suffocating yourself? How can that ever feel good? And all that happens when we do that, when we're passive, is we become more and more weak so that we don't even have the strength, the energy, the will to make the changes we need to to stop waiting. Yes. Well, I'm glad you didn't wait and that you called in. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So our next caller is... Um, Elizabeth from Fallbrook and Elizabeth we're only going to be able to have you on for a minute because we're going to be going to commercial break but why wait why not just bring you on (laughs) hi hi Um, well what you were just saying pretty much applies to me in in regards to relationship and what am I waiting for but my experience has been you know there has been miraculous shifts that we've been that we've experienced in the past and I think that's what I'm waiting for well, um, hold. So you're waiting for a miraculous shift? Wait, waiting to see if it's going to happen one more time. I see. Well, that's very interesting, Elizabeth. We need to go to commercial break, but don't go away. We okay. will be back and we will address this. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, BethGreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. Bethgreen.org. 
invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Hi there. Welcome back. So, we are talking to Elizabeth from Fallbrook. And she said that she thinks she's waiting to see whether or not uh, another miraculous transformation is going to take place in her relationship. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to put on my crystal ball kind of personality characteristic here. Uh, Houdini, Svengali, whatever. Uh, let me see. So, Elizabeth, ask me if that's what you're waiting for. Is that what I'm waiting for? No. Uh, would you ask me if you are waiting for something? Uh, am I waiting for something? Yes. <laughs> Is it something within my own self? Uh, well, no. Something in the other person? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, do you want to think about that for a minute, or do you have an idea what that could be? Uh, I have an idea. Okay, throw it out. Um, uh, well, I don't know. Let's see. I have an idea, but to put it into words, um, in regards to the, the places where my partner is putting his energy and... Um, Seeing that he's putting in, he's putting energies into something that's be, besides our relationship. When we're at a point where we've made a commitment to each other, and he's choosing to put it in a project instead of our relationship. Mm-hmm. And but yet he thinks it's supposedly helping himself, which is going to help our relationship eventually. But it's just damaging it. Or at least that's the way you're experiencing it. But the point yeah, is that I'm you're saying you're saying that. You're waiting for him to stop waiting. Uh, waiting for him to see, look, you know, we, we need to, him working on the project, well, uh, that's my perception. Uh, okay, Elizabeth, um, did, you, did you hear what I said? I don't think so. Okay, I don't think so either. I said you were waiting for him to stop waiting to invest in your relationship. He's saying, oh, I can't do that. i to stop waiting. Yeah, because he said, I can't do this until I do such and such and such and such. Okay? Until I'm there, I can't do this. So he's waiting to invest, according to what you're saying, he's waiting to invest in the relationship until he's done with his project or at a certain place to his project. So you're waiting for him to stop waiting to finish his project to be with you. Mm. Okay, I see that. Okay, so you're, and I've seen that, I've been in that situation too. So that could, the question and uh, uh, that you should ask yourself, this would be my suggestion is, should I continue to wait to see whether or not he's going to stop waiting 
or to see when he's going to stop waiting? Is that something that I should wait for? (laughs) So I suggest that you get some support about that and check in with higher consciousness and say, uh, should I be waiting for him to stop waiting to invest in our relationship? Okay. Okay? Did you get that? You're very welcome. All right. And now it's um, Christine from San Diego. Hi there. Hi there, Christine. Hi. I first called when there were no callers. I didn't, and I was noticing that I was waiting to have something to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) But you kept saying, what are you waiting for? So there's a couple things that I can see. I can definitely relate to the waiting for enough security, like uh, Helen said. And I think Mm -hmm. for me, it's acceptance. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was wondering, this is kind of weird, but I was wondering if I'm waiting in some cases if I'm waiting to be white? Um, That's not it. I'm going back to crystal ball mode. Okay. Uh, 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 darling, this is Madame Zorka. I want oh, to interject. I, was I don't know, but so are you waiting for Madame Zorka? I'm waiting for Madame Zorka. Yes, you're yeah. waiting for. Well, excuse me. What are you waiting for Madame Zorka for? <laughs> yes, darling. But for what are you waiting for? Madame? First, did you hear the correct English syntax there? For what are you waiting to, for Madame Zorka? By the way, those who don't know, I Madame Zorka is uh, really the one who's behind this whole radio show, Beth thinks it's her. But I'm really Beth. Beth thinks she's really me. Uh, that, or whatever that is. She thinks I'm an aspect of her. But really, she's my projection. But I only come on occasionally. So anyway, but I'm not waiting anymore. I just put myself on the show. Great. So, darling, what are you waiting for, for with Madame Mazurka? Well, Madame Mazurka usually offers something to me that I can't see in a way that could be completely upsetting to my ego, but for some reason I can handle it. Yes. Okay. And so what is your question? So, I guess, what am I waiting for? <laughs> well, what are you, are you waiting I don't know. Um, oh, am I not waiting? No, you're not waiting. Why are you <laughs> waiting to say you're not waiting anymore? Oh. <laughs> All right, I'm not waiting anymore. It feels really good. It feels much better to acknowledge that I'm not waiting anymore than to, trying to think of what is it I'm waiting for. Exactly. Yeah, it feels much better to just be myself and be real. And uh, I'm never going to get whatever level of acceptance or whatever I thought I needed. It's just, just, you know, jump in and it's lovely. Well, you're never going to feel that you've stopped waiting enough to say that you're not waiting. But yes. you understand, so you yes. just have to claim it, darling. Cause All right, I'm claiming it. I've stopped waiting. I'm, uh, I'm in. I love it. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Okay. Anytime. <laughs> I won't wait to be introduced. Okay, thank you. Okay, Madam Circa, do you mind if I take the show back? No, darling, go ahead. Thank you. Well, we have Rose next. Hi. Hi, Rose. Glad to have you on Inside Out. Thank you. Um, lots of things are coming up around waiting. Um, so... <laughs> I feel like I've been waiting to change. Yes. 
and it seems to cover two main things I was going to bring up. Is one is uh, a behavior of mine where I let my paperwork build up and become this atrocity before I attack it. I don't know why I keep repeating that behavior, but I, I, I still wait for that behavior to change. And the other is I'm, I've received a completion certificate around intuitive counseling, and I don't feel like I'm going towards it as if this is what my, you know, my path, my passion is leading me towards. I, I think I'm approaching it like I'm waiting to see if it comes my way, if it, if it falls out of the trees or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, some sign or something. I don't know. I'm not treating it like, of course, if I have a business that I have already and I want to add another business in my life, I'm going to have to double, you know, approach it. I'm going to have to put in more time and and not act like I, I can just drop one without uh, being responsible for it. I have to be responsible for the first business and I have to take accountability and be responsible to to start the next one. Well, darling, I'm back. I'm not not waiting. I'm not waiting. So, darling, I want to say to you, you are waiting for something to stop waiting for that. So, what is it that you're waiting for that's stopping you from just doing the thing you want to do? You've already said you want to do it. It's the same thing with the paperwork. I mean, you say, I can't stand this. I don't want this. I want to do something else. And then you're waiting for something instead of saying, I, if I want to do it, I should do it. Now, of Isn't course, I'm not saying that, that I'm waiting do. for it to be easy. No, you're going to have to think a little harder on this one. But you see, I want everyone to understand. Now, we don't always do what we want to do because sometimes we want to do stupid things. Okay, I want to take heroin this afternoon because I'm, I understand that it's a good high. Well, I wouldn't advise that. So I'm not, Madam Zerk, I'm not saying, oh my, we should do everything we want. But if you know something is right in your heart, then what are you waiting for? So I'm not going to ask you about the, the, um, the paperwork. I'm going to ask you about this counseling. So what are you really waiting for in order to go forward with this? More confidence? No, darling. It's so obvious. It's falling <laughs> off your nose. <laughs> I feel blind. I please. Well, it's for your husband, darling. Oh, I'm waiting for my husband to approve of this. To or? tell you, see, you're waiting for him to tell you you must do this thing. Waiting for him to tell me I should do this thing. Yes, darling. Oh. And why are you waiting for your husband to tell you you should do this thing? Is it, it just feels like it's around him needing me so much. To, to tell you. His, to do his thing. <laughs> and who is to, to decide this, darling? Why, if this is true that he needs you so much, why would he tell you that he doesn't need you, you should do something else? 
What? I'm sorry, I didn't get what you said. What I'm saying to you is, darling, if if you think he thinks he needs you so much that this would get in the way of you doing this other thing, what makes you think he is ever going to tell you, oh, I don't need you that much anymore, you should really do oh. this? <laughs> right. Right? Right. I told you so it was I, falling off your nose. <laughs> so I should stop waiting for him to tell me that he doesn't need me so much because, of course, he's never going to say that. Unless he doesn't. So if you really are concerned about that, you put your nose into two things. You put your nose into working with him till he doesn't need so much. In other words, trying to figure out with him how to make it real. So then you're not in waiting mode. This is exactly what Beth was talking about. You're not waiting if you're going forward, whether you're actually doing that work or not. You're pre- making preparation. So, so right. first, you, of course, you do the work when you can, and you take off the brakes there. But you also make preparation. If you want the baby, you have to get pregnant, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then you prepare. I understand. I get it, too. I think that's it. So thank you so much, Rose, thank for you. calling. Thank and you thank so you, Madam Bazurka. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Thank you. So and now we have Amy from San Diego. Oh, hi, Beth. Hi, Amy. I, I've been thinking about a lot of things, and they keep changing. Of course. Um, <laughs> my superficial version was that I'm waiting for a guy because then I'll be considered a serious person. <laughs> and my life will be really um, grown up, yes. <laughs> adult. <laughs> but I'm not sure that's it. No. That's not it. Okay. No. Um, I think I'm waiting for me, myself to be different. Yes. You're waiting for yourself to be different so that? Um, that is a good question. Um. I don't know the answer to that. So that people will uh, uh, want to spend time with me? I'm not sure. Okay, so you're you're waiting for yourself to be different in order for blank. Right, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Um, To be happy, to uh, feel desirable. uh, I'd say to be wanted, maybe. Okay, so you're waiting for yourself to be different to be wanted. Okay, I'll now fit in uh, with people better. Okay, okay, very good. So now let's take a look at this example because we're seeing so many different kinds of examples here that are very helpful. We were just talking to Rose that she's waiting for her husband to change the reality of a situation that she needs to help change if that's important to her, right? Mm-hmm, right. And then. Earlier than that, we've, you know, Helen was bringing up, you know, feeling secure and, and Christine was talking about w- waiting to claim something. And then we talked to um, uh, Elizabeth about waiting for someone else to stop waiting. And now what we're looking at with you is so interesting because it's another version of that waiting for other people. Did you just say, I don't know where my brain just went. Hello, Amy. You yes. said you were waiting for other people to be want to want you, right? Right. Do you have any control over that? No. 
No, you do and you don't. Well, I have control over how I uh, act around people. Exactly. So do you have to wait to act in a caring way around others? No. Right. Do you have any control over whether people will want you anyway? No. All right. My little mind says I do, but I don't. Uh, Exactly. So I think what you're seeing is you're waiting to be wanted, which is something you can't control, versus don't wait to change to be a person that you would want to be around. So earlier you said you're waiting to be different. You can't wait to be different. You have to be different. You have to do it differently. It doesn't mean you're, you have to do it perfectly. But you need to invest the same energy and passion in becoming the person that you want to be that you invest in waiting for someone else to want you. Right. I, I have this... I have it... Um... Backwards. I have it backwards. And I think that I have to wait till I'm different instead of just being different. Like exactly. I'm waiting for it to come down from the sky. Right. That's fabulous, Amy. That's yeah. fabulous. And that's something you can do. And, and you do do. You are working on that, right? Right. So you're not waiting. I know what it is. I'm waiting to feel a certain way that then I can do something. No, well. you're waiting for a sign from the universe that you've changed and that people will want you rather than evaluating yourself how much you already have changed and continue to invest in continuing the change that will make you feel good about yourself regardless of whether or not other people want you. Right. I'll have to think so, about that some more too, but I, I get it. Yes, and you can always listen to the podcast. So uh, right. to get clearer, because you can always hear this again, I think your example is just perfect. We're going to be going to another commercial break. We have a couple of other callers that we'll invite on as soon as we come back. But um, before we do that, I just really want to reinforce that we're seeing different dynamics here around waiting. This is a fabulous uh, you know, contribution, Amy, because you have brought out how we wait for something that we cannot control. Mm. And that's very much uh, like Rose, right? Um, And are not necessarily putting as much energy into making the change that we can have an impact on. So, hallelujah. Yeah. Great call. Great call. (laughs) Thank Thank you you so much. And now we're going to commercial break. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, 
www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Hi there. Welcome back to Inside Out. Oh, I'm so happy with my audience today. You guys are not waiting. You're calling. So, we now have Erica on the line. Hey, hello. Hi there. Hi. I, um, I'm really enlivened by the topic today. I, I'm, I'm excited to realize that I become a whole different person in a crisis. <laughs> I just, I notice that my energy just lifts about, you know, 15 feet. If there's a fire in the area, if there's a huge storm coming, I am just, not waiting. You know, I'm yes. active, I'm proactive, I'm ready to respond in a moment's notice, I know what to do, I'm clear, but the rest of the time, I am waiting for a force of nature. Yes, you're waiting for the crisis. Yes. <laughs> I am just not proactive, otherwise I wait for things to happen to me and say, oh, this is the way it's supposed to be. You know, this is so great, Erica, because... That is reality. People often wait for the crisis to force them to do the thing they want to do anyway. So now I'd like you to imagine yourself uh, standing there and there's something missing between your knees and your feet. I mean, just, I know this sounds really bizarre, but hey, guys out there, uh, listeners, want you to picture yourselves there's no leg between your knees and your feet right now. The foot's there, the knee is there. And, and just get a feeling for what that feels like. I mean, you're, you're stymied, right? Suspended, yeah. totally. Uh, yeah, you can't walk. All right, right, now I'd like you to feel a stretch. Like, you've got it down to the knee. We all have some will. We all have some courage. We just want to extend it down to our feet so we start walking. So feel that energy moving down from your knees to your feet. Feel it filling up. Just see your feet. And guys, if you're physically crippled, you can still do this anyway because this is on a spiritual and emotional level. Um, So you can do it even if you have no legs. Just imagine this and just see the connection. See your knees connecting to your feet. See your calves developing. See the muscles developing. And now I want every one of you to see yourself walking. Walking down a path that says one way. But where we, we don't know where it's taking us, but we see the one way sign and we're just walking. You don't need a crisis to pick you up, and toss you down that road. You just need your legs and your feet. 
and you just pick them up and really feel this on an energetic level. And let me know, guys, if this helps, because I can see it and feel it for myself. So thank you for the insight, Erica. We have two more people who'd like to participate today. So I'm going to let you go, but I appreciate your call. Great, thanks. Okay, our next caller is Todd. Hi. Hi, Todd. (laughs) (laughs) Yes? I think, you know, I was listening to Christine and it kind of prompted me to call in. I think I'm waiting for my kids to act the way I want them to before I am happy. (laughs) Um, I don't know if that's totally true, but that was what I was thinking. That's fun. That's fun. And there's some truth to that. I would never deny that. But that's not it. Okay. You want to try again? What are you actually waiting for? Number two. (laughs) Try. Yeah. Well, are, are you waiting to be happy? I don't think so. I think I am happy. Okay. Are you acknowledging that you're happy? Um, hmm. Didn't you just say that you were waiting for your kids to behave themselves to be happy? Yeah. Okay. So isn't that introducing a doubt that you are happy? That is. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Um, isn't that- I so mean, there's, I'd be happier. Yeah. I, I feel like I am happy, and I need to just, like, take... That's what I was kind of... Um, as I was calling in, I was thinking, well, am I already happy? Is it something like Christine where I just need to claim it? Like, I'm happy. And, yes. And so what what they're doing? I don't have to let that, you know, ruin my... Rain on my parade, so to speak. That's right. You are right, okay. Todd. You are already happy. And if you've got a story in your head that you can't be happy until your kids behave, then what happens every time they act out in a way that you don't approve of? I lose all my happiness. I lose all my well-being. I get... Exactly. You begin to think that your happiness is at stake. As long as you believe that your happiness is at stake, Mm. then every time they make a disturbance in your life you are going to flip. Yeah. If you can keep in mind, I'm already happy, uh, this is uh, not going to stop me, Mm -hmm. Uh, then you've taken away that power from them, you've taken away that pressure from them, and you allow yourself to have the happiness that you need in order to handle their behavior more in a more relaxed way. Yeah. That is cool. (laughs) <laughs> I kind of did that yesterday. Aiden was telling me he hated me, and I came and talked to Christine about it because I made him put his. I, I made. I was very firm in making him put his helmet on when he went to ride his scooter. Ah, yes. And I'm like, well, you know, it's because he saw me fall off my bicycle, and thank God I had my helmet on. You know. Um, oh my. Yeah, I fell when we had our dog, and I was running with the dog, and the dog kind of yanked, and I flew off the bicycle landed on my head and if I didn't have my helmet on I would have been toast right so so you can say to Aiden are you waiting to have a really bad accident before you put your helmet on Mm. (laughs) well I'm not waiting (laughs) until you're you're I'm not going to wait for you to be okay with what I'm saying yes before I say it yeah 
I'm not waiting anymore. So take it in. I'm not. I'm happy. I'm not waiting anymore. I'm not waiting anymore. I'm not going to wait till they accept what I have to say, that they're gracious, that they, you know, treat me like the same way they treat them, whatever it is. I'm not yeah. going to wait for any of that. I'm just going to keep going down that path. I see the road ahead. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you. Well, you're very welcome. I'm so glad that you called in. Me too. And last but not least, we have our engineer, Kevin, who has something that he would like to share on the show. Yeah, hello there. How are you today? Hi there. I'm great, Kevin. I am doing well, too. And it's ironic that your title today is, uh, you know, why wait? Because uh, I'm actually uh, leaving my job and going to pursue uh, something for my career. I'm really excited about this. I'm going to drive cross country. Now, how did you manage to confront the fears that you had about doing this? You know, it's been on my mind for the past four or five years, this idea I've had. Um, I do radio on the side. It's uh, it's, it's just a job I do. And uh, and I, I just always felt like I want to hit the road and, and visit different cities and do all that and uh, just kind of get away from here a little bit. And it's just never really been put into action until uh, recently. And I just thought, you know what, what, what am I waiting for? I mean, if they're not coming to me, I might as well go ahead and do it and, and, and act upon it. Because down the road, if I look back and not doing it, it wouldn't be a good feeling. Yes, I get that. But, you know, what I'm asking you is something held you back until now. What was it that held you back and why, why were you able to overcome it this time? I think at the beginning it was financial. It was mm. maybe holding me back and thinking like, well, I, I can't do this. I just can't afford it. There's, there's, no, there's no way it's going to happen. And, you know, I think some things kind of fell into place lately. Um, I, I applied for a media credential for the Montreal Just for Laughs Festival, and it's like the biggest comedy festival, and I, I do stand-up comedy, and, and I really enjoy that. And I thought, why not? I'll throw a, a request out there, and they, they approved it, and I thought, you know what? I can't leave that on the table. I got to go for it. So mm-hmm. I just said, you know, there's, what am I doing? I'm, you know, what am I doing with my career? What am I doing with my life right now? And it's been kind of stagnant. It's been very complacent. And I thought, mm-hmm. you know, let's, let's make it happen. I mean, why not? So was it that you really stopped waiting or that there was a sign from the universe that sort of swooped you up and said, hey, I'm here. Are you going to take advantage of me or not? Yeah, you know, I've been kind of in tune on signs on when is the right time and this and that. And for the for the past, you know, four or five years thinking of this idea, just nothing really has like clicked in and said, all right, this is the time to do it until recently. And I'm just, you know, I... I'm just going to go for it, full close, close on and jump in the deep end. You know, Kevin, what, what this reminds me of is something that applies to all of us because we're talking about sometimes we have to wait, but are you waiting while you're waiting, like just like doing nothing, or are you developing yourself while you're waiting? Haven't you been developing yourself in the last few years? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for what I do, it's sometimes it's just not the right time to do it because you're not ready for it. Being a professional radio personality or, or any kind of thing you do in your career, are you ready for that big jump and move? And I think for the past year and a half, I've really developed myself into something where I, I feel it's time now. I think back back when I first thought of this idea, it just didn't feel right. It wasn't the right time yet. I wasn't ready yet for it. Um, but I feel the signs are there. I think it's just, it's, it's ripe to jump on it. You see, that's such an important point to bring into this whole conversation. You were not waiting. You were taking positive action 
towards this goal and you were just keeping alert and aware as to when you were supposed to make the big move. Um, Some people, like they want to have babies and they don't really have the right situation. They really aren't ready to have children. Maybe they'll never be ready to have children. But if they really want to have those children, instead of thinking of themselves as waiting, they could be developing themselves in a way that will make them better parents. There are so many other things to do. So it's a kind of a co-creation between you and the universe. You're doing your part to be able to follow through on that intention when the time is right. And then the universe gives you the sign that the time is right. Sometimes the sign from the universe comes externally, but some of the time the sign of the universe comes from inside you. I remember once that I had a husband that it was time for me to leave, and I had been wanting to leave him for a long time. And one morning I woke up and I heard, today's the day. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it was like I had been processing all my feelings and something external, internal, whatever it is, the voice of God came to me and said, today's the day. And it was, because up to that point, it wasn't really time for me to leave, even though I was miserable because I had more things to learn. So I congratulate you on, Kevin, we all send you our blessings, even though we're going to miss you very much. And uh, you've made our paths much smoother. And, uh, but it's great, but you've really demonstrated that you were never were waiting, that you were always had your, your, your head facing that one-way direction, but you needed to know that it was time to go. And that's humility. That's, you're right on it. That's exactly right. I mean, I've always, I've, the, the intention was always to do what I wanted to do. It's just the, the right time to acknowledge that it was the right time to do it. Yes, and some of us are very headstrong. We don't want to admit that there's a lot of preparation that we need in order to do the things that we need to do. You don't go out and become a doctor before you go to medical school. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, I almost consider it, I call it the, uh, the Swedish bikini team waiting. Because you know, we're always, I'm always waiting for the Swedish bikini team to knock on my door, but that's never going right. to happen. So I'm never going to happen. I'm going to go look for them. So good for you, good for you, and that's a fabulous way to end this show. And, yeah, and so thank you for your words too, because I, I'm not going to lie and say this wasn't a, an influential piece of my decision, but uh, I, I've enjoyed working with you on the show, so it's been uh, inspirational. Oh, thank you, Kevin. I really appreciate it. Really, really, really you appreciate bet. it. You, you have bet. no idea. Okay, Jamesy. Take it away. What are we waiting for for next week's show? <laughs> Wait no longer. Here's, here's the scoop. Breaking news. How you feel when you watch the news and what you can do about it. That's our next episode. If you're anything like Beth Green, you get upset watching the news. Or you just don't watch. Let's talk about how you react and why. Are you overwhelmed by human cruelty or irrationality? Do you judge with few facts? Well, that's one of my favorites. Do you, do you avoid issues that seem too complicated? Do you blame them for what's happening and never address your own accountability? Do you just hide in the horoscope? Once informed, do you feel like you have the answers but nobody listens? Yeah. Or do you feel like you have no answers and you're glad nobody is asking? If you want to stay informed but uh, get angry or depressed, well then tune in to Inside Out. And not get angry or depressed. Tune in to Inside right. Out. <laughs> right. If you want to get angry or depressed, tune in to Inside yeah, Out. That's it. Yeah, let's well, examine our reactions and learn how to face the facts in ways that support us and others. Call Beth. She can help you out, give some guidance, or share how you have overcome some of your past reactivity and gotten engaged in ways that make a difference. 
So tune in, let's get real, and join our post-show forum, which is the link on the right of the host page. And now, a final word from Beth. Well, we only have a couple of seconds, so I just want to say uh, that I'm really looking forward to this show, and I'll tell you why. Because I get upset. And so I know that when we do this show, I'm going to learn something. I love doing Inside Out. I always learn something on this show. So I hope you do too. And please don't wait. Start sending us emails. Let us know you're out there. We see the numbers. We know you're there. Talk. Speak up. Become (laughs) intimate with all of us. Don't wait anymore. And spread the show through Facebook and any other way. We appreciate it. Don't wait. Do it now. Thank you so much and see you next week. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Listen for the next edition of Inside Out with Beth Green and James Maynard next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. My name's Ken, and I am as general a contractor as you'll find. I do kitchen remodeling, additions, plumbing, painting. Ken does it 